0: Broadcasting from the business capital of the world. This is the Podcast Business News Network. I'm gonna make a bold statement right now and to say that you, me, all of us are suffering from trauma. One form of it, some more than others, but it does exist in our lives. And that kind of pilots us for the future. A lot of this may have begun in our childhood. I wonder if I'm right about that. I'm going to ask the expert. She is an amazing psychotherapist, does lots of counseling for people all over the globe. And we're going to talk about trauma today and healing from that. And she's back with us. Marinella Trickett is on the show. Welcome back. How are you?
1: Well, hello. Good afternoon, Steve, to you and all of the listeners out there. Very well, thank you. And very glad to be back again after... Our first conversation, talking about conversations about trauma, hurt, and healing.
0: And this is your area of expertise, working with people who have trauma, PTSD, which leads to other lots of other challenges. Do I am I right in in, in saying that trauma oftentimes begins when when we're much younger?
1: Um most definitely, although we do not tend to think about it in that way, especially in the clinical circles, if you will. Um, clinically, um, doctors, psychiatrists think uh, um, a little bit in a different way. We use DSM for that. However, we are all humans. And as in your introduction, uh, you mentioned uh, which one of us hasn't experienced a difficult moment in our lives. Sure. When we were children, which one of us hasn't uh, experienced a moment of hurt, a moment where we were not heard, um, a moment of when our needs were not met, and that injury layers in our bodies. Sometimes it surfaces um, in our lives. Sometimes, sometimes in our lives, in our adulthood, when. I call it jokingly when we step on the proverbial landmine, when we um, vent in our life, uh, bec- makes that activation that it has laid dormant up until that moment alive.
0: Hmm. Could it be as simple as somebody, let's say somebody's much younger, call it you know, six years old, and, and hear something that somebody else said? And uh, could have been a parent. It uh, just could have been, you know, relative. You just you just heard something, but now you you think it was for you, and then you're carrying that with you for the rest of your life. And in <laughs> again, it was just something that you heard as a kid, but that still is within you. Is that is that possible that that could take place?
1: Absolutely. And I have um, many examples of daily life. Let's say. For a six-year-old, their favorite pen occupies an incredibly bigger chunk of their life in, the, in proportion compared to adults. For their adult parent, um, if their child loses their pen, it's as easy as going to the store and replacing that pen. It doesn't take a lot of resources. It doesn't occupy as big of a space in the adult life. That pen, but for that child, that pen is majority of their life. They take it everywhere that is their lucky pen, and when they lose it, distress happens when we lose things in life, distress happens uh when we are children, we go to the, our caregivers, to our parents with that distress and now, if that parent attends to the child um hey, it's okay, it's, all, it's okay, it's not a big deal, uh, because for the adult it's not a big deal, not recognizing how for their child this is indeed very big deal. Um, that child starts to dismount um, up core beliefs are being born at that moment. Oh, what I'm experiencing is not right. Um, what I'm experiencing is too much. I am too much. And from then on that child learns, not to express their emotions, whatever the emotions are, in this case, um, the stress of uh, a loss. And that child, uh, time after time after time again, up until uh, their adulthood and further on, began to, um, we said, make themselves smaller and smaller and smaller.
0: Mm.
1: That is one example of many how that injury layers and becomes compounded in our bodies. And then here, here is the adult uh, whose, whose needs were not met at that moment and we do not have the capacity to express that need because we need that to be modeled to us, how to express that need, but also to gain information about that need from our bodies, from our experiences. When we don't have that model to us, we end up not learning how to. And we engage in adult relationships, such as romantic relationships, such as business relationships, such as friendships, carrying that notion in our bodies, I am too much for people, I am not going to ask for my needs, and I end up in relationships where I do not ask for my needs, I do not inform other people about my needs, because they cannot know, and that is what I carry in my body, a sense of I do not deserve. Mm. So this is one example how in psychotherapy we see uh, that progression and um, accumulation of that trauma, that stress response. A little bit different, again, to the clinical way, to the DSM, where we have a number of diagnostic criteria and, and we would ask... Um, the in, in a clinical setting would be the the patient. Uh, have you experienced this, 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 this? No, in psychotherapy, we sit down, we listen, we map. How is it that what I'm experiencing, what is surfacing in my life today? let's say in my relationship, Where did that start for me? and kind of parallel both working with both present moment with tools and skills um, that are helpful, very practical tools and skills, in how that injury surfaces in the body, where is the distress?
0: Wow, you know that—that's the biggest challenge there. Once you're dealing with that trauma, it turns into something else, which can eventually lead to—I'm—I'm going to I'm, I'm say—a potentially disease.
1: That is a very well known. Um there is very well known link between disease, physical disease and trauma, emotions. If, for example, time after time after time, multiple times in my life, multiple times in my day even, I hold my breath in a way like that. You can imagine my shoulders just went up, my body tensed, everything about my muscle tenses. If we carry that state of tension, for example, in our bodies for years and years, that leads to a lot of changes in our bodies. That is well known. There is a lot of studies out there studying various um impacts, if you will, or after effects of uh, those experiences in our bodies, our chemistry, our functioning. And yes, that's the short answer basically. <laughs>
0: it's all of this stuff that many of us don't realize we're going through starts with those traumas um and it impacts our lives um what are some of the what are the things that we we go through you know uh attachment issues and i guess anxiety comes from that trauma uh, that you might have um what about some of the bigger traumas you know we're talking about maybe those things that you heard as a kid but things like um that people have with PTSD, uh, maybe major situations, major real traumas, bigger traumas in their life. What are some of the things that you've helped people with?
1: Um, big, uh, maybe more classic examples, if I, put, if I may put it that way, of trauma um, that leads to diagnosis of PTSD. Um, we know, well, events that threaten our life or our well-being, um, the life of the or the well being of a loved ones if we witness um natural disaster for example, if you are in a car accident, any kind of serious injury, any type of violence, um also medical trauma, um surgery sounds very traumatic for our bodies, although they may be planned, scheduled and desired to save physical life in some cases, it's incredibly big invasion and violation uh, in our bodies. Um, so um, events like that that we experience and witness leads to interruption in our view of the world as a safe world, a relatively safe world. And when that happens, that um, the body develops that adaptation, a response in order to cope with it hey, I am just driving my car here on the highway and there is accident. There is a big accident that impacts my life. For example, um, serious injury. That is a very big, very sudden interruption in my sense of safety in the world. And my body remembers that to a um, severe degree to, that may impair uh, my functioning, my cognition. The world is not safe. I cannot go out, I cannot go in the car because every time I go in the car, something will happen. These are examples now of um, cognition that we start to develop adaptation to keep us safe, matching the severity of that. Behaviors from high activation, we see, for example, uh, conflict, um, a lot of conflict or uh, deactivation. A lot of sense of, I cannot get out of bed today. Everything is so overwhelming. Um, People are having troubles functioning on the spectrum from the two poles. Uh, Also, um, recurrent dreams, um, recurrent intrusive thoughts and memories, um, intense distress, physiological reactions. Uh, people avoid um, people spend great efforts to avoid um, all of these uh, um, experiences, for example again, to avoid a car if they were in a car accident and they spend a lot of efforts to uh, in order to kind of achieve that avoidance also um, inability to function the severity of that interruption in our life at that moment brings more and more severe um, um, interu- interruption um, me, in
0: our function so let's talk about some of the ways that you help people heal from those those traumas Marinella. Um how do you do it you know through through the sessions that people have with you psychotherapy counseling uh, is that something that uh, we could talk about
1: absolutely um Probably by now, and if I haven't very explicitly said it, sense of safety is absolutely paramount when we look at um, and working with trauma, sense of safety, all the way from um, uh, that child that is now adult whose uh, parents minimized uh, the importance of that pain in their life, or a person who had some severe event happened in their life, very sudden sense of safety in both cases. It's very important. We start from the beginning. We start from our first conversation. We honor where the person is at. That is absolutely the more important, um, most important in our conversation. And we take the speed of the nervous system that we have in our room with us.
0: Can you give an example, and of course it's all confidential, we're not talking about names or anything like that, of a trauma that you helped somebody work through, whether it was, you know, call it a major trauma, uh, something that just has stuck with them uh, as as a child. Is there anything that stands out for you that you could share?
1: Um, Absolutely. And yes, in trainings, we that is how we learn. and We pass knowledge to each other. Um, we give examples of uh, cases that we work with. Um, We alter some of the details so that person, um, their details are not recognizable, no names, but that is how we learn. The first thing that comes to mind, for example, um, is the female client um, who presented uh, with troubles with food. Having female client, um, mid-30s, uh, she presented, "Hey, I'm having here troubles with food. There are these food allergies, but when I'm tested, nothing comes out. But uh, I'm having all of these restrictions with food." And as we our, our conversation unfolded from troubles with food, um, it became clear that uh, that trouble started when um, client had a response. Um, right after um, their pa- their grandparent had a heart attack, ambulance came, uh, it, there was a, a, a lot of noise, a lot of hustle and bustle. That was too much for the nervous system of that client. Um, and right after that, they, they developed a link food um, with that event is not safe to it because my grandmother uh, had a very severe... Uh, health problem, uh, that, those troubles with food then uh, extended in troubles with the car, the client uh, was having troubles with uh, driving, so well, our conversation started on video, um, and they are currently happening in person, so um, throughout our conversation, we slowed down. We honor the pace of that person. We um, discover that injury in the body of of uh, that person, um, and we slowly work through it. I'm very, very glad to share um, with you and all the listeners out there that the client is able to eat everything at this moment. The client is driving a car and in on her last trip with the. Uh, she went on vacation recently she was able to take the plane without taking a medication Um, that is how we work together and grow and of course we explore the relational history the relational patterns of that client Um, we discovered also other significant events um, such as um, observing um, a sister that was hit by a car when she was uh, a young girl, such as being stuck in the elevator during the thunderstorm. Um, and all of those experiences were a part of the trauma response, were part of the activation of the body of, of the client. So we started with present moment. We started with I'm having troubles with food. And that is how we discovered um, all of these injuries from the past that she's currently able to to face.
0: Wow. How long did that typically take, you know, for somebody that suffered that trauma and then subsequently went through the, the therapy with you? Yeah, you know, roughly, everybody's different, but I'm just kind of curious in this uh, situation.
1: Uh, yes, most definitely. This is, uh, we jokingly say, the $64 million question, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, I have been asked this question many times. How many sessions do I need? Uh, uh, One thing that I can say is we start from where you are at at this moment. We start with what is troublesome, and we start with the activation, the level of activation at this moment, because we also know that um, trauma presents with deactivation. I have spent a lifetime trying to keep those um, symptoms uh, at bay outside of my awareness. So We know sometimes um, symptoms show up after we started working together. So this is really, really uh, the impossible question to answer, sure. very from person to person.
0: Would you say one of the top things that you help people with is, is trauma?
1: Uh, trauma in on now. Now I'm looking at uh, kind of mentally my calendar. Every single person that I work with has experienced any type of interruption in the their worldview somewhere in their life. Yeah. Interruption in the world, the safety, the felt sense of safety somehow. Um, and although. Uh, there are many different types of struggles. Um, I'll refer back to the DSM, for example. Um, that is the the type of struggle that we work with in psychotherapy are um, based on that interruption of our world, viewing the world as a safe place. And the adaptations that we uh, introduce are... Um, Things we had at that moment, the moments of that interruption. For example, people get into troubles with uh, different substances, with different behaviors. They are seeking relief, relief of that activation that that interruption brings at that moment.
0: Oh, so that's where the I guess maybe the the addiction comes in. Yeah.
1: Most definitely. If wow. if for example again, um, I'll take a take car accident. Um, as, as, another, as yet another example regarding addictions. Here it is, I'm driving my car on a the highway. Uh, there is a car accident that happened that my vehicle and myself are involved in. These emotions, the activation in our body can be so severe, so interruptive. Sure. I'm having trouble to sleep, I'm avoiding. I have difficulty functioning, going out on the street, um, going and just daily tasks, like providing food for myself. And these are basic necessities for us to survive. And because this is too much in my body, in my experience, and because um, I have modeled very few coping skills when it comes to that intensity of the activation the first thing I go to is, hey, I have driven multiple times um, by the liquor store that comes to mind. Mm. That is available. And that is how my troubles with drinking starts. Because, you know, drinking, for example, is uh, uh, escaping escaping sure. my activation. Yes. Well, you know, this activation
0: is, where- is, a, is a great word. I never thought of it, you know, in that way. Uh, we're just about out of time. I want to talk... How we can connect with you is somebody is going through what they believe to be a trauma. Uh, they're repeating these patterns that don't support them over and over again. How do we How do we connect with you? Is it a free consult? Uh, tell us, Marinella.
1: Definitely, we have fifteen minutes free consultation with every person who would like to um, engage with that. Some people just prefer to go ahead and schedule an appointment directly. We do appointments in person, on video, over the phone. Um, that happens either of phone phone number, which is in our um, uh, website, TricketCunseling.com or Tricketpsychotherapy.com, um, email, phone. Website. And I
0: just want people to know the spelling TricketCounseling.com. It's T R I C K E T T, T R I C K E T T counseling.com. We're all dealing with something. If somebody says, oh, I'm fine, everything's fantastic, I've never had a problem, they're probably not being truthful with, with us and with themselves. And if once we identify these things, there's life can become so much better, and you can navigate through so many different situations once you identify the, the trauma that you've been through and, and work through it with uh, somebody like Marinella. So great having you on here and, uh, and, and just learning all about what uh, really pilots us, Marinella. I really appreciate it.
1: Steve, I, I appreciate on my end opportunity to open that conversation. We go, all of us, we go through something. Yeah, but it is not a pathology is our adaptations to life experiences. And there is help, there is healing of those experiences that we may be having at this moment. We are here to help. We are here to support you.
0: Tricketcounseling.com. Thank you again. Happy Holidays, by the way, to you and your family.
1: Happy Holidays, Steve, to you, all of our listeners out there. Um, And I am looking forward to uh, our next conversation, continuing the importance of healing.
0: Absolutely. Be well, and uh, we'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old.
1: I should have worn those earrings today. I like those earrings. Gabby has those awesome earrings. I need to ask her where she got those, but that's just what she would want me to
0: do. I'll
1: have Michaela ask her for me. Buckle up, Sarah. Yeah, but then Michaela will be like, why don't you just ask her yourself? That's just like Michaela. Sarah, buckle up. Michaela's such a great name. I wish I was called Michaela. There's like a dozen Sarahs in my class. Hey, we're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh, yeah. Seatbelt.